0: Welcome to SLP Coffee Talk, the podcast designed exclusively for speech-language pathologists who work with older students, grades 4 through 12. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, your SLP behind Speech Time Fun, the Speech Retreat Conference, and the SLP Elevate Membership, and I'm thrilled to bring you conversations, strategies, and insights that will give you the jolt of inspiration that you need, whether you're tuning in during your morning commute, on a break in between sessions, or even during a well-deserved relaxation time. I am here for you each and every week. Let's do this, SLPs. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Today, I have Janelle Canelo, and we're going to be talking all about parent involvement because I know a lot of us SLPs struggle with that. So, Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got to what you are doing today. So I am a New York
1: State speech language pathologist, a bilingual speech language pathologist, and I work predominantly rich artistic students. my favorite. I work in Westchester, Yonkers, New York. Originally, I was working in the five boroughs. I was all over the place, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Bronx, you name it. And I decided to move and buy a house in Yonkers, and now I'm happily at a school. Pearls Hawthorne School in Yonkers. And yeah, I just started my private practice called Shift. We said it was inspired by a professor I had in class because I'm currently taking my doctorate. And yeah, I'm hoping that it would, it would move forward.
0: That's so amazing. What's your like focus for your doctorate?
1: Oh, the focus is on executive leadership. I would like to. Get a school district leadership certificate. My goal is to make changes. I would like to address legal and equity issues, not just in the district, but regional and really support the special education program. I feel that there is not enough support in, um, certain
0: districts and certain schools. And I want to, I want to see changes. I love that. Oh, I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> I can't wait to see where uh, the future holds. I know you can do such Thanks, big yeah. things. Oh my Thank goodness. You. So I'm assuming a lot of the parent involvement that you are experiencing is probably more with the private practice. Is that correct? Yes. Absolutely. I'm seeing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what do you notice, especially when it comes to like screen time? What are some parents' concerns? Their concerns is the lack of engagement, the lack of vocabulary,
1: social skills. Is, is a big thing. My recommendation is to sit with them, sit with your child, watch the TV, point at things, ask questions, label things, and which is called co-viewing, parental engagement. I see a lot of improvements in that when parents start to do that, but their concerns is the lack of social engagement.
0: So, so interesting. So true. Cause so often the tablets, the iPads, the TVs, it's there and it becomes like a like a babysitter sometimes. And honestly, I cannot fault parents. I, I know that they need a the space. They need the time.
1: And it can be a good thing. I mean, there are programs that are educational and helpful. Do you have a fa- any favorite programs or apps?
0: Oh, my God. There's so many. PBS is one of them, right? Like, I love the Toka Boca ones. Oh my Um, God, those are great. Right? Like, there's like those like pretend play ones where like you can really totally interact with the child with that app. And it's still technology, but you're playing, you're pretend playing. Anything that's interactive, really. Like, I like boom cards. Those are my favorite. I like Nearpods,
1: but boom cards in particular where there's active, interactive, that's my favorite. As long as you have the child interacting speaking with you you're both doing something together that's amazing that always works
0: love it so what are some other suggestions you give to parents when they're trying to figure out ways to engage while co-viewing of course just like i was saying earlier just watch along
1: with your child voice screen time before bed and that's hard for me i like to look at my emails before bed and that's a bad thing but it's particularly for children if no one's watching the television, turn it off. That way the child has opportunities to engage with their surrounding, whether it's exploring new toys or exploring things around the house, just to get their mind going. Those are some suggestions that I would, you know, recommend. There's just so much more. Engage in indoors activities, maybe start reading, drawing,
0: playing with one another. Love it. That's just to name a few. I love it. What advice would you give to school-based SLPs that you have are in both settings to get parents' involvement in the whole process since it's so hard since they're not there? This is one thing I could suggest. Mm-hmm.
1: There is this great handbook resource for parents that I would love to share with other speech therapists. It's from a Dr. Christina Lee. She created it in 2018, and I found it to be so useful right now as I'm doing research in this topic and I would like to share this with you, but it talks about how to reduce screen time, uh, screen time recommendations, not just for typical students, but for atypical students. Family media use plans that uh, parents can use with their child. So there's something called screen time zones, screen free times, device curfews. The list goes on, but it was created by the American Academy of Pediatrics. And they created something called the Family Media Use Plan. And this is great for parents to track the accounts that their child is, and the apps that the child is actually using. Sometimes parents don't know. I mean, their kids don't even know themselves. They're just, oh, here's a link. Try this. And then all of a sudden, they're doing a whole bunch of things. So I would love to share this with you, to share with other speech therapists, to share with parents. And
0: I feel that this would be a great handbook for everyone, pretty much. No, that sounds amazing. We'll definitely have a link to it in the uh, show notes. So thank you. That's great. That's so helpful. to Just, you know, sending home these checklists to fill out, these surveys to fill out, anything that keeps parents involved when we're not seeing them on a day-to-day in the schools. And if you are working in private practice, this is so great to just make, making parents aware that there's options. Absolutely. And I think that that's the case
1: with it. Like, I don't want people to think that Screen time is such an awful thing. Like, yes, we live in a media-saturated world and I get it. Children, adults are adapting screen time. I totally get that. But it's also important to know the pros and cons. And as long as we know that there are so much positive to it, let's just utilize it the correct way. And I think that I just want to spread the awareness. I don't think a lot of people know. And I've noticed that Many parents would get offended if I say, oh, screen time can be detrimental to language development, but then I I want them to be aware of
0: the goods too, you know? hmm So often we do, we think of the negative. We think of it as we rely on it to minimize meltdowns and you know, mm-hmm. difficult situations where we know the child is going to, you know, freak out or have difficulty staying still or whatever, thinking of like mm-hmm. the younger ones. Mm-hmm. And hey, someone who had, you know, a one-year-old when the world shut down. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, tablet, the tablet became a very good friend in our house. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, to everyone. Can, I don't blame anyone, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and just knowing that there are apps out there that does elicit language and are more interactive in just its nature versus just watching Absolutely. YouTube. Absolutely. And I'm going to get you that paper
1: the list of all the apps that can be useful and beneficial for parents, for children in general. I love it. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm.
0: you. Even like Blippy and what is it now? Miss Rachel now has a YouTube t- She's channel. She's great. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah. There's things out there that like elicit language and are designed for I think education. that's how it started with her, right? She just
1: was looking for something educational and then she, the parent herself, and then Deciding, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And look at how wonderful it is.
0: If only I could sing, you know, maybe I could have (laughs) been a Miss Rachel in in, in another life. (laughs) I'm sure you can. No. Even my own children are like, Mom, don't sing. I can't either. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick to podcasting. No one wants to hear me sing. I don't want to break any uh, glass. Um, What (laughs) advice would you give to someone who's really struggling to Connect with parents and uh, get them on board for following recommendations, and like maybe some brand new SLPs who might not be as comfortable with getting parents involved and on board. Yeah, the, and this had been my case, so I totally get it.
1: I I am comfortable now just because I'm doing a study right now, and I'm doing a qualitative phenomenological study to explore the perception of speech language pathologists and how to guide parents in language stimulation and parental co viewing during. School screen time. And what I've noticed, uh, you know, researching and just reading a lot, I've noticed that there is a lot of research that talks about the pros and cons. So there are scientific research, there is policy statements that determine the potential positive and negative effects on screen time. So what I do when I speak to parents is instead of giving them what I think as a speech therapist. I just show them facts. I show them research. I show them research from world health organizations, American Academy of Pediatrics. There is American Academy of Child Adolescent Psychiatry, if I'm saying that right. That's just naming a few here in the United States, but there's more outside. And I just show them that there are like charts that say, you know, Children aren't younger than 18 months should avoid screen time as a whole, except for video chatting. If they want to chat with, grandmother, <laughs> with their parents, like, that's good. That's that, doesn't good. Count. that doesn't count, <laughs> you know, but that's one of the hardest things. So when, when, when I explain this to parents, I'm not just telling them as a professional, but I, I try to advise them, like, this is research that I'm reading about and how 18 to 24 months children that's when you start to introduce technology to them and you know either it's these apps high quality programming um apps or television shows but most importantly to sit down with them and cold view went to that to, to name the the show and to sit down and engage with them now if the parents don't can't and they're like i can't i don't have time i'm working i say you know what you're right and i just agree with them i agree with them and then i find other alternatives like what can we do you know what when you get back from home at least take some time to sit down with them and interact with them and talk about the day but it's a very sensitive topic i must say it's a very sensitive topic
0: and people have very strong views and Mm -hmm. people don't want to be told what to, and, do and you know, to do. Exactly. And who,
1: who am I to tell any parent what to do? The, the most I can do is if they ask, I would share knowledge. I would share these resources. But other than that, I cannot tell anyone what to do. I can that's, just suggest. That's
0: such mm-hmm. great advice. That's such great advice. And this is so helpful. Just with anything you're recommending by just providing mm-hmm. the data and this way it's, and the facts, this way it's not just your opinion. It's, Hey, these are suggestions due to these facts and mm-hmm. the proof is there and that's all you can do is and I love that advice that if they're not going to listen all you can do is offer it you know offering that's it it's the same when now and and my doctor school like at school I'll say
1: something and my professor would say that's who as in like you no no I don't care where's the data where's the data so it's the same way like parents
0: they're going to Where's the data? Mm-hmm. Like, who are we to tell them how to parent? So Exactly. exactly. So, so true. And that's even advice, like even if, if you're dealing with difficult teachers that don't want to take your recommendations, like just give them proof, like here's the data, here's the facts, and then move on. All you can do is offer the suggestion because we're in it for the children. So mm-hmm. all you can do is offer it, do what you can and move on. <laughs> yes, here it is and do what you want with it. Thank you so so much. You now, where can everyone find you, learn about you, and see everything you have to offer? They can find me at on Instagram. Uh, here for her, so
1: that would be here as in listening. H e a r f o r h e r, and at shift. We said so. The shift we made a difference. Uh, I love it. S h i f t. We said W E S A I D. And, and LinkedIn, Janelle Canelo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think you're the first person to plug LinkedIn. I love it. Of all <laughs> my, of all my guests, I think you're definitely the, the first. So that is awesome. That's something I try every once in a while to log into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, those are the
1: only social media I have. I'm not very good at YouTube or Twitter or any, any other, anything else. If it exists.
0: <laughs> That's uh, awesome! Yeah. Hey, hey, you know where you're at, and and sticking with what works. So I love it. Well, Janelle, I yeah. always end my episodes with a joke because jokes are fun and it builds rapport. So, what did the duck say after she bought chapstick? Put it on my bill. <laughs> and they, are they are cheesy. They are cheesy. I love it, but you had me thinking, like, where could it be? What could it be? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you're thinking more of the duck part, not the bill. You know exactly. It's all good, (laughs) though. Thank you so much. I wish I had one for you. (laughs) Next time, you'll you'll find me on on it. Send me one on Instagram. Send me one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Nell. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go check her out. We'll have links to everything in the show notes. And if you have a favorite app that you like to use with your clients, send Janelle a recommendation. Send her a DM. She would love to hear what you love to use with your clients as well. Because, hey, we're all in this together. So we're better together. All right, until next week, everyone, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.